What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast. So uh, today, I want to talk about something that uh, was was quite interesting to me and really caught me off guard. Uh, so I was on an advising call this morning uh, with one of the startup advising clients and companies that I'm advising currently, and we were talking about a number of things. and And towards the back end of the conversation, uh, he let me know that. Um, well, first, let me give you a little bit of context. So this client, this particular startup, uh, they are developing um, a product for the HR space. I'm not really going to go too deep into what exactly they do, um, but that is the gist of what they're trying to do. They're, they're collecting data and they're providing that data to the HR space to do a multitude of things. Um, and what he explained to me today was was quite alarming. Um, he told me that, well, let me correct myself. It wasn't super alarming because I I knew that it was a thing and I knew that uh, leaders in the space were having hard times with this perspective, but I didn't know how much it was really happening. And it, the, the quite alarming thing to me was that he talked to about 25 HR leaders and 25 out of 25 all said that they had an issue with this. So, and one of the pieces of data that he's collecting he uh, talked about a couple things. The first thing he talked about was, you know, if there's any mental health issues that are being noticed through Slack channels, being noticed through emails, being identified through, you know, internal conversations being had within the organization, that 25 out of 25 HR leaders that he personally was talking to, they deemed that as uh, as a negative Right. Let me try to find the best ways to explain this. They were very insensitive to the personal human and their and their perspectives and their issues. And they were more concerned around the brand's liability. They were more concerned around the legal aspect that the brand would now have from a responsibility perspective. They were more they were more concerned about the PR and the aesthetic of that problem. And they would much rather not know about it. And not have anything to do with it than to, to address it. So let me just start with that one. Um, I am not the greatest when it comes to HR law. So if there is something in HR law that is connected to what I just said, please email me at anthonyvaughn2015 at gmail.com or email me at employeesfirstbusinesssecond with a one and a two at gmail.com or you can email me at mondayanticipation at gmail.com. You can, you can find me, right? My LinkedIn, my Twitter. Let me know what that, um, what that law is, what those, what those perspectives are, what those policies are. Let me know what that is. Like Educate me because when I heard that come through, if I'm an employee, the way that I'm reacting to that reality and that statement, I'm feeling internally like, you don't care about me as a human. You are not willing to sacrifice PR and aesthetic or uncomfortability to truly and genuinely understand what's happening inside of my heart and my mind and my life. And I understand that HR leaders are not psychologists. I know some of them are, but they're not actually in practice at the moment while they're in, in the four walls of that office. And I know there's a lot of laws and a lot of compliance and a lot of things that we need to follow as it pertains to that. But you're telling me right now as an HR leader, you can't simply have a thoughtful 30-minute one-on-one and create a policy where you put all work 
from then on on pause for that employee and force them through your policy to go and get help and provide them help and resources and be a friend and be a supporter and be a good person and genuinely want to know where this anxiety, where this depression and where this where these issues are coming from. You're telling me that's that's incredibly difficult to pull off. Is that what you're telling me? Because where, where my gut lies with this is if this was your mother, if this was your father, your sister, your your, your brother, your 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 daughter, your you know your son i'm quite sure you'd want the brand to notify you you'd want the brand to give that individual resources and opportunities to go get help you would want the brand if they could afford it to not take away his job not take away his money not take away his pay and give him a paid leave of a week or two weeks if the mental health um you know, issues are correlated to being overworked or being or being overstressed or having an overbearing manager. I would assume that you would want the brand to take not not responsibility, but take some sort of liberty and take some sort of effort to um, and, and be on the offense around that issue. Um, so that's just number one. That was incredibly alarming to me that uh, that that that's occurring inside of companies today uh, in HR departments and HR leaders are looking at it from that lens. Um, the, the second thing that was slightly alarming to me, but I just want to talk about it is, you know, a lot of HR leaders were saying that they would love to work on those variables. They would love to have those thoughtful conversations. They would love to go deeper into some of the employee experience variables that I talk about. But the the the, the harsh reality is they're a team of one. They're a team of three. They're a team of seven trying to maintain a 700, 1,000 5,000 person team. And if they are not handling payroll, if they are not putting out, you know, uh, fires as it pertains to a lack of productivity from an employee and, 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 and writing up, um, you know, disciplinary actions and firing, if they're not doing the core traditional HR things, they won't have a job. And so when I hear that, because he brought that up because the product that he's creating, he's trying to, de- to determine who's the decision maker and he was trying to ponder if it's going to be the hr people and as we got into the conversation i said look that it's not in their os it's not in their systems it's not in their structure to give the hr person that right and that and that and that credit that credibility and that that the ability to to answer those questions and to make that decision they're not the decision makers this is an operational issue Right. This is what I believe makes me a little bit different and makes me and makes E1B2 brands and all the services and products we're going to be creating a little bit different. This is a pure operation issue. This is not an issue of trying to motivate and educate HR people to have the desire to have one on one empathetic conversations, to worry about succession planning and career mapping and to dive into all the exciting emotional variables of this job. That is not the problem here. The problem needs to be with the COO. The problem needs to be with the COEO. The problem needs to be with the executives. The problem needs to be with the C-suite. The problem needs to be with the question of why isn't the HR person right in those conversations? And not only that, why are resources not being allocated to build out a legitimately bulky team in the HR department so everyone has a job to do in an isolated format so the director of people and experience can do people and experience? That is the problem. That is the issue. 
The issue is not the fact that E1B2 or anyone else needs to educate people around these one-on-one perspectives, career mapping, IDPs, you know, you know, really creating policies that are empathetic. This is, you know, most of the things are pretty common sense. The issue is that instead of, you know, the executives making, you know, let's call it 20 to 40 to $70,000 less per executive and taking those next ancillary dollars and siloing out the, the, the department of HR. And what I mean by that is, again, operationally, the issue is that the HR person has seven deliverables, seven workflows, seven jobs. That's the problem. You have an HR person being your payroll. You have an HR person helping in the accounting department. You have your HR person handling um, all of the legal aspects. You have your HR person handling some of the employee relation things that I just talked about. You have your HR person handling recruiting. You have your HR, like you have your HR person with not a huge team behind them doing six to seven to eight different things that should be siloed out. You should have a recruiter and a recruiting team. You should have a payroll and accounting team. You should have a a compliance and a law team. You should have these teams if you're at this size. I get and I can help and I can have empathy for the small mom and pop brands, the 200 people brands, the 300 people brands, the 50 people brands, the 10 people brands. I can understand the cash is not there. The the resources are not there. So we got to do what we got to do. We got to be scrappy. I can work with that. I can give you tips and resources and understandings, but I cannot work with and I cannot have a lot of empathy and I cannot wrap my head around how you can be a, a company size north of 100 million, north of 200 million, where you're not designing the team, the structure of your organization for everyone in that HR department to do what they do best and leave the VP of people, leave the director of employee experience, leave those individuals that should have those nice fluffy titles to those strategies so they can be helping design policies and structures and workflows and going over IDPs and, 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 you know, and workforce development and talent development and understanding how to career map and having thoughtful one-on-one conversations and jumping into the weeds. Like they should be able to do those things because they know all the other jobs that normally would be in their bucket are being taken care of. But that's not what's happening according to the 25 brands. And look, I know this is not everyone. Because that probably is going through some people's minds right now. Look, it's not like this here. Look, it's not like that here. Look, it's not like that at the company my dad works for. And if that's not the case, then kudos to those brands. But I just told you about 25 brands where that is the case. And that is happening. So it's an operational issue. It's a lack of awareness and a lack of skill at the CEO and suite level. You should have, you need to have that HR person at that level understanding what's happening at a macro and being able to get in the weeds around the people and not necessarily getting in the weeds around accounting or payroll or, or again, recruiting and all these other things. Now, if that is something they generally have a desire to do, then that's another thing. If they want to jump into payroll because they have a passion, if they want to jump over into recruiting because they have a passion, if they want to jump over into accounting because they have a passion, if they want to jump over into compliance and law and policies at a, at a, at a, at a, at a real micro level because they have a passion, then that is fine. And we can work on their workflows to give them a dose of that. 
But we all know what they should be doing. And it's on you, CEO. It's on you, COO. It's on you guys to make sure that you're operationalizing the workflow of that individual. You're giving that person the title, the ability to be at that high level, at an executive level, to do the things that are going to be best for the company long term. That's all I got to say about that. I think I was pretty clear. I believe in what I said. And again, I believe in what I also said in the beginning, which is if I am naive or if I am saying something that is not accurate, please reach out to me and let me know because I'll be willing and ready to jump on another podcast and, and, and change my thoughts. But I know there are some silver linings and some truth that every single company, every single executive, every single COO, every single CEO can pull from this. Thank you.